0: July 8th. And as we look into the New Testament for today's reading, we'll be narrating from the book of Acts, chapter 26, verses 1 through 32, where Paul saw the light. Instead of defending himself, Paul used the opportunity to present the gospel to King Agrippa and others with him. When Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus, he made some important and life-changing discoveries. His religion was out of date. His zeal for God was only hurting God. Jesus was alive, and Jesus had a job for Paul to do. Boy, you talk about a rude awakening. And then we'll see that Agrippa rejects the light. He turned his back on the light. He was, you know, almost when he might have been all together. Charles Spurgeon wrote, Almost persuaded to be a Christian is like the man who was almost pardoned, but he was hanged, or like the man who was almost rescued, but he was burned in the house. See, a man that is almost saved is damned. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. July 8th, Acts chapter 26, verses 1 through 32, Then Agrippa said to Paul, You may speak in your defense. So Paul, with a gesture of his hand, started his defense. I am fortunate, King Agrippa, that you are the one hearing my defense against all these accusations made by the Jewish leaders, for I know you are an expert on Jewish customs and controversies. Now please listen to me patiently. As the Jewish leaders are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training from my earliest childhood— among my own people and in Jerusalem. If they would admit it, they know that I have been a member of the Pharisees, the strictest sect of our religion. Now I am on trial because I am looking forward to the fulfillment of God's promise made to our ancestors. In fact, that is why the twelve tribes of Israel worship God night and day, and they share the same hope I have. Yet, O King, they say it is wrong for me to have this hope. Why does it seem incredible to any of you that God can raise the dead? I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the followers of Jesus of Nazareth. Authorized by the leading priests, I caused many of the believers in Jerusalem to be sent to prison, and I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had them whipped in the synagogues to try to get them to curse Christ. I was so violently opposed to them that I even hounded them in distant cities of foreign lands. One day I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priests. About noon, your majesty, a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions. We all fell down, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to fight against my will. Who are you, sir? I asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now stand up, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and my witness. You are to tell the world about this experience, and about other times I will appear to you, and I will protect you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I am going to send you to the Gentiles, to open their eyes, so they may turn from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins, and be given a place among God's people, who are set apart by faith in me. And so, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to that vision from heaven. I preached first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all Judea, and also to the Gentiles that all must turn from their sins and turn to God, and prove they have changed by the good things they do. Some Jews arrested me in the temple for preaching this, and they tried to kill me. But God protected me, so that I am still alive today to tell these facts to everyone, from the least to the greatest. I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen. THAT THE MESSIAH WOULD SUFFER AND BE THE FIRST TO RISE FROM THE DEAD AS A LIGHT TO JEWS AND GENTILES ALIKE. SUDDENLY, FESTUS SHOUTED, PAUL, YOU ARE INSANE, TOO MUCH STUDY HAS MADE YOU CRAZY. BUT PAUL REPLIED, I AM NOT INSANE, MOST EXCELLENT FESTUS, I AM SPEAKING THE SOBER TRUTH, AND KING Agrippa KNOWS ABOUT THESE THINGS. I SPEAK FRANKLY, FOR I AM SURE THESE EVENTS ARE ALL FAMILIAR TO HIM for they were not done in a corner. "'King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do.' Agrippa interrupted him. "'Do you think you can make me a Christian so quickly?' Paul replied, "'Whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone here in this audience might become the same as I am, except for these chains.' Then the king, the governor, Bernice, and all the others stood and left." As they talked it over, they agreed. This man hasn't done anything worthy of death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, He could be set free if he hadn't appealed to Caesar.
1: God's word recorded in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 38. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I am spiritual. It is common to hear that statement when the topic of God and religion comes up. People probably mean many things when they say they are spiritual. Maybe they just want to give an answer that sounds good, so conversation will turn to something else. But in many instances, it seems to indicate an interest in things like morality, spiritual forces of good and evil, or a higher power. True spirituality is important, something that God wants all of us to have. So He defines it, and He tells us where it comes from. Today's Bible verse is a message delivered many years ago by a man named Peter. He was speaking to his Jewish countrymen about Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus had performed many miracles. He had taught with authority. The Jewish leaders and people called for his death. He was handed over and killed. But he rose from the dead and lives and rules as Lord. Many of Peter's listeners were convicted of their guilt. We killed the one God chose and sent. What shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit connects us to Jesus and the forgiveness he earned by his suffering and death for us true spirituality is a gift from God. It is freely given to those who do not deserve it. It is given to those who have failed God and others. It is given to those who are terrified about what their sins look like to God. It is given through the message of Jesus Christ. It is given through a simple but powerful and profound washing of water connected to that word. The Spirit comes to human hearts this way. The Spirit gives spiritual life by turning hearts away from themselves and turning them in faith to Jesus. The Spirit connects people to Jesus' forgiveness and the peace, joy, and hope that come with it. I am spiritual. By God's gift of the Spirit through the gospel of forgiveness, by the gift of the Spirit who connects you to Jesus and His forgiveness, yes, you are. Lord God, thank you for your gifts to us. Thank you for Jesus and his forgiveness. Thank you for the Holy Spirit and his work of connecting us to Jesus by the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Today's reading in the book of Psalm comes from Psalm chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. This psalm grew out of an experience of sickness and pain when David thought he was going to die. Besides that, He had to put up with the attacks of his enemies who wanted him to die. It was a time of deep discouragement for David, but he did not waver in his faith. David reminded God of his tears of repentance and confession. His bed should have been a place of rest, but it had become a place of trial as God chastened him. But there is a happy ending. David was assured, and his enemies were ashamed. God heard and answered his prayers. When the night is dark and long, keep on trusting, and the dawn will come in God's good time. Psalm chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. For the choir director, a psalm of David, to be accompanied by an eight stringed instrument. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Or discipline me in your rage. Have compassion on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my body is in agony. I am sick at heart. How long, O Lord, until you restore me? Return, O Lord, and rescue me. Save me because of your unfailing love. For in death, who remembers you? Who can praise you from the grave? I am worn out from sobbing. Every night, tears drench my bed. My pillow is wet from weeping. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all my enemies. Go away, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my crying. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. May all my enemies be disgraced and terrified. May they suddenly turn back in shame. Proverbs 18, verses 20 and 21. Words satisfy the soul as food satisfies the stomach. The right words on a person's lips bring satisfaction. Those who love to talk will experience the consequences, for the tongue can kill or nourish life.